medical science changes constantly and all the time. And what was true 10 years ago today, we laugh at it. We go, oh, I can't believe that. Welcome to Satori Prime's Have It All podcast, where you get your fix of personal development without any of that fluff. A podcast dedicated to the unending quest of self-discovery and remembrance. You'll discover new breakthrough thinking and feeling technology that will cause shifts in all areas of your life, your finances, your body, relationships, and most importantly, your mind. You'll uncover your truest self and for probably the first time in your life, feel 100% worthy of having it all. It's time to stop talking and fantasizing about your dream life and start living it. So get ready to have your mind expanded in the best way possible. Now, fair warning, if you implement what you learn here, your life will never, ever be the same. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Welcome, everybody, one and all, whether you're watching this live or listening to this on the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast. Just welcome you guys. Today's topic, as Guy boldly wrote here, it's the pace of healing and new ways to perceive well-being, something that we've both been toying with. And I think this is just like a slightly different twist on what you're maybe used to hearing around this topic. So I was just thinking before we got on, you know, what's something that's been very top of mind for both Guy and I. Um, and it's definitely just like little little elements that have popped up here and there. Uh, and I just think in general, we've been approaching these, what I think would most would throw most people off as like physical conditions and have really transformed the way we approach them and look to learn from them. And it's really expanded this whole concept, which you've heard us talk about many, many times before that everything is happening for you and through you instead of to you, which puts you in this very victimhood mentality. So, bro, why don't you kind of, you had a more (laughs) (laughs) impactful last week or so, which I think you can kind of set the framework for this and then I'll I'll share my little bit. Yeah. I mean, if you're watching, if you were watching this on video, for those of you guys who are going to listen to this on the podcast, um, I look like a hot mess. Uh, (laughs) I uh, unshaved and uncouth as they say. And I, I uh, <clears throat> you'll be stopped at the airport. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> definitely going to be randomly selected, and it's not going to be random. Uh, story of my life, really. But I, um, man. So we're we're in this kind of like wisdom, energy school, mystery school type of situation. I had a, a very, 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 very profound experience there a few weeks back. So I mean, and the only way I can even begin to relate to it, you know, for anybody who's not done stuff like that, which I know is not a lot of people is like a plant medicine work, stuff like this. And, but any personal development process that's large or has to do with the subconscious is going to have you be dealing with some kind of reintegration process. And they generally are sometimes smooth. Sometimes you have a lot of, a lot of energy, but if you've kind of trudged up a lot of stuff, it's going to kind of mess with your foundation a little bit and have you trigger some things and some processes potentially. So coming out of it the the first week back was was just challenging more from just kind of like landing back in the system and and feeling grounded and then uh, about a week out from that i got hit with a really high fever which i've had before in my life but it's probably been about a decade since i remember seeing like 104 105 on a 
thermometer and i don't really know what that is in celsius that's why i was kind of like uh people who overseas won't have any idea what 104 or 105 is but it's a it's a pretty high temperature and then uh, i've been kind of riding that for like a week now um with like bouts of nausea on top of it not sleeping and, and all the other things that go along with it but what was really interesting about this process is during the high fever portion of the show um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, during that part of it, I've uh, I've never been so there while that's happening. You know, usually if it's like if you had a really high fever, it's hard to think and be present. I mean, I was like meditating while I was in it. I had a day where I honestly could not open my eyes like almost at all. So that was interesting. And and because of this like state that I was holding while I was in it, I actually started getting a whole bunch of information for myself about like why this was happening and and what was going on in my body. And it was. It felt very much like when you're on medicine, bro, and you like drink something and maybe it's kind of like a vile experience that you're going through. But at the same yeah. time, you're like, this is, I, I could feel that it's cleansing my body. It's clearing me out. So for, for a lot of people, just uh, as like a background, and again, I, I am not a doctor. I would implore you to do your own research and not just take what I'm saying at your words. So I can only tell you what I believe from my own research. But anytime you're, or you're sick, you know, in today's modern world, we have a tendency of like popping pills, Advil, Tylenol, lower the fever. And you got to understand that the reason your body is increasing the body temperature to begin with is because um, bacteria, viruses, things like this nature actually thrive really well in the homeostatic temperature of the body at 98.6 or whatever it might be in Celsius. But when you start increasing the body temperature, it actually creates an environment for the bacteria that's very difficult to live. And most bacteria just can't make it past like 103, 104. So the body is actually heating up, not despite you, but for you. Uh, it's really healthy. And then in a lot of more advanced naturopathic uh, type of ways. Not only is this good because it's giving your nervous system and immune system an exercise, and this actually can help with like clearing out cancer cells and, you know, all sorts of like bacteria in the body that honestly doesn't exit the body until you go, until the body exercises itself in this way. So over the long run, getting sick actually increases, increases immune response and can potentially help in long-term healthcare and stuff like that. So it's like, if you know that going in, then one of the things you want to take into consideration is when you're actually taking that process away from the body by using things like Tylenol or Advil or Dayquil or whatever it might be to lower body temperature, two, you're doing two things. A, you're probably prolonging the experience for yourself. Uh, and number two, you're not giving yourself the same opportunity to go through that immune system response, which is in the long run actually weakening the body. So because of some of these thoughts over the last few years, and this is new for me too, by the way, like when I go through these experiences, I don't take anything. I'm just like there, there, right? So again, it's like one of these experiences, like how much there, there can you be while this kind of stuff is yeah. happening? And so for me, I was getting a lot of information about like things that were moving through my system and then like the thoughts that were coming in. And that's what I really try to pay attention to. You guys know when you're sick, it's like your brain's just kind of working in a wonky little way. And it was bringing up these very funny thoughts and then like it was actually triggering a lot of old memories uh some of which were around like old relationships some of which were around ways that i abused my own body both emotionally and physically uh with substance abuse alcohol drugs experiences like that and things that like you know like you do them um and are like building up like kind of like plaque in the in the body and that was kind of like what i was like feeling and my system was happening so it was almost like a, a cleansing of all that because when the fever broke and this not to give too, I won't go too deep into it, but like I've had fever breaks before, you know, where you like start sweating a lot. This was like totally different thing that I've ever experienced before during a fever break uh, in terms of like the, just the sheer amount of stuff that was exiting my body while that was happening. 
So I mean, I'll kind of like start the conversation with that. But that that's what was really interesting for me was like being extraordinarily mindful of like what thoughts and feelings were coming up during this process because I didn't really feel victimized by the ailment, which I think a lot of times happens. Oh, what is happening to me? I want to do it. Like, of course, I wanted to do a million other things other than be in bed. But regardless, like that's what was going on. And I'm like, okay, like I'm of the mind today that it's like be with the energy that you have, meaning like work with the energy that's currently here right now. I can wish till I'm blue in the face that I was feeling better. That wasn't going to make it so. But if I can be with the energy and start working and really pay attention to why this is here right now, then I can actually start getting benefit from it, not maybe in the physical world in terms of accomplishing an achievement, but I can pay attention to like, okay, this is here in my life right now. It feels like part of this reintegration process. I'm, I'm, this is actually feels like a healing process if I look at it from that perspective and choose to feel it from there. And if that's the case, then it's like what is being healed right now. Yeah. And then like what's watching the healing happening. And that was kind of like the thoughts that I was with. Yeah, it's uh, I, I'm reading this book. I think it's called, I actually have my Kindle so I can tell you guys really, really beautiful book. I think it's called Love the World or Loving the World. Let me just double check. In Love with the World. And it's about, real quick, just about a, a monk, basically, who decides to leave his temple. He's like a really, really high monk and, and just journey on his own. And you reminded me of the scene where he's sitting there and basically gets to this point where he's like spent all his money. So now he's really like living off of people's charity and and his he's super hungry like insanely, insanely hungry. He hadn't eaten for like two days, et cetera. And he talks about what you're mentioning, right? Like the acceptance of all. And that's a thing that he's been trained in for decades, but he never really experienced hunger like that because he was always provided for, right? And even listening to him talk about the grumbling in the stomach and like when the stomach kind of like, you know, cramps and like pulls in and all that stuff and going through the process of, enjoying and accepting the experience of whatever was happening in the stomach and not making it mean that death is imminent and I'm, you know, this is the worst thing in the world and all that kind of stuff. And so you just reminded me of that story um, as you were sharing that. And I went through something very similar last year, two years. I don't remember uh, when I had the flu as well. The flu, however, is one of those like completely incapacitating things that if you don't take medicine to help with the, with the heat. Like at some point I was at 105 for over an hour, which is like really, really dangerous for the body. And so every, you know, we're by no means medical doctors telling you to take or not take medicine. It's just, uh, turns out 105, by the way, is not that dangerous for the body. Oh, 107.6 is the temperature where, uh, not the body, but the brain can start being affected by heat. But yeah, uh, again, like, right. These are the impressions that we have in society. It's like, Oh, I have a 103, like this is a very da- dangerous body temperature. It is, but it's like, not, not dangerous, but it's like, you know, are you staying there? Are you spiking there? Are you under the blankets while that's happening? There's so many yeah. different variables people don't look at. Cause like I was hitting you know, like mid 105s, but it's like, well, I was blanketed. I took the blankets off. I would drop off like, you know, two degrees. So it's like, you got to take these things in strides. But yeah, I mean, I was spiking at 104, 105 fairly regularly for about four or five days. But again, it's like, what here are the other things like, can you walk around? What's your mental state? That's the thing. Uh, you know, like, are you in incapacitated pain? Right. Where I, even doctors today, I've, I've, well, not all doctors, but the ones that I've, I've spoken to are like, 
even with my knee injury, which is what I would kind of want to talk about, uh, you know, they're like, if you can manage the pain and you can live with it, don't take drugs. Don't take anything because the body's like, going to heal a lot faster without don't it. Don't take sure. it. Yeah. He's like, you're just slowing down all the things that the body naturally knows to do. If you're an incapacitated amount of pain and like the only way that you're going to make it through your day is by taking something, then yeah, take it, you know? Yeah. So we, we feel the same thing with our infant, right? Like people get really crazy when their infants get sick, but it's like, what's the disposition of the child? If the child's like out cold, that's scary. But if the child's most more or less being themselves, like, you know, the, the number doesn't really indicate everything. So it's kind of like our approach. It's like, okay, well, how are you? Like, are you walking around? Okay, then yeah. I, I've been at 103 where I can't walk around at all, but I know I was at 105 where I was, you know, pretty okay walking around, so. Yeah. So I want to just take it in a little different perspective because my ailment is has been for quite some time and really been messing with me. And it's just continuously, I'm like, I'm finding more and more gratitude in the weirdest of ways because it's almost like wearing me down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like when something is happening for a long period of time and being that frustrated or angry or upset at it just gets tiring. It, that's what it feels like. It's like it's wearing me down to that point of surrender and acceptance. You know, sometimes when we've done plant medicine work and things like that, and just you get to that point, you're like, all right, I surrender. Like you just do that thing. I, I'm, I'm like feeling that in my body, which is really interesting. So just to give you guys a little bit of context, December 26th, it's like so wild because I remember the day uh, we were in Florida. I went to play tennis and this is an injury that I had in my left knee that I injured like a year ago and it kind of healed in about two weeks, maybe a little bit longer, maybe like three weeks. And I was back to normal, back to playing, back to doing all these things. So this is December 26th. It happened. Today is what, February 3rd that we're recording this. And I was saying to Guy, like, today is honestly the first day in, let's say, five, six weeks that I actually feel some sort of improvement in my knee. So it, my knee went from like, I couldn't walk for two days to I did some different acupuncture and chiropractic things. And I got to the place of walking with a limp. Then the limp kind of went away, but honestly, my knee is maybe at like 70% right now, right? So it's like when I sit for a long period of time and I get up, there's still a tremendous amount of pain and my first few steps are, are very gimpy. Now, I'm incredibly mobile. I love to work out. And two of my favorite things on planet Earth in this order are tennis number two and skiing is number one. And guy knows like when we both started skiing when we were relatively young and I remember being like 12 or 13 years old and seeing these little like four or five year old kids in their cute little snow outfits going down the hill. And I remember looking at my dad and being like, I'm so excited for the day that I have my, my kids that I can do this with because skiing is on it. It's, it's my Zen. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's probably the thing that I'm the best at from a activity standpoint. I love it. I love it. I get peace, fulfillment, joy. Like it's the greatest. And so my kids are finally at a point where they can ski. Like I can legitimately go down hills with them instead of just like going on a bunny slope. And I can't ski. 
So I'm driving them to the ski slope. Like after we record this, I'm taking them. They have uh, 10 weeks, 10 uh, lessons over the next like five, six weeks. And I'm watching them and the lesson's an hour. And then we usually would like stay there and maybe ski for another hour or two together. And I can't. And I have so many parts inside, like so many little pieces inside who are cringing and are so upset and like, woe is me and why is this happening? And it's so unfair. And on top of it, when a child is uh, in third or fourth grade in New York, they have the program where the kids can ski for free, basically. So like if I go and buy an adult lift tickets, like Shai can come with me for free. So it's this amazing opportunity that right now is just like passing me by. That's what it feels like. It's just like, I'm, I'm losing all this time that I could be enjoying with my son doing the thing that I love most with my daughter doing the thing that I love most. And I've been really in a big fight and in a big hurry internally about how to overcome this, how to get through this, how to get back to like feeling good and all that stuff. And it's been really, really, I've had these like ebbs and flows of just allowing and then going into like, I'm watching my kids ski down the ski slope and I'm just fucking miserable. And I'm like really, really upset. And then I bring myself back to balance. And, you know, so one of the things that I just want to share, and I think guys would say that his experience is similar. It's like, I'm finding a lot more, not just with my knee, but in life in general, that there's a pacing to life and that I don't, I don't vibrate on that same pacing. <laughs> like, like, I want life to be at this pace, like really high and fast and up here, because that's the one that I like my achiever, the one that likes to get shit done is like, let's fly. And then there's this other pace in life, which interestingly enough, when I actually relax and let myself be in that pace of just like, this is how it gets to move. I actually can feel the state of relaxation in my body that feels really, really welcoming and beautiful. And at the same time, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Now let's get on with the show. <laughs> so that's really been a big, big lesson that I just keep receiving, which is everything has its own time. Stop fucking around with the time. Like, let things play out the way they play out and it will all work out. And so I'm just really tuning into like letting it play out, getting out of my own fucking way. And, and allowing the healing to, to be the perfect healing instead of just like rushing things and make it happen, which I think is why it re-injured this in the first place anyway. I think ultimately, you know, the, the grand experiment to run, if you want to call it that, is does the action out of that, like that we normally take and the energies that we normally take it in, which is really like that frantic energy of like, got to get it done. I'm getting it done because of uh, scarcity and fear. I'm overwhelmed. So let's like do these things. Let's try to pacify these feelings that I'm having in my body. Ultimately, like, does that serve? Yeah. Are, are you getting the results that you want because of that? Are you moving towards more alignment in your life? So like the grand experiment for me is like that this is the alignment. And this is, this is new for me too. This is like not a new idea, but I think newer leaning into it this much that it's like a, like laying down, getting well is as, as important on that path of achievement, if you want to call it that, but like uh, of just like sitting in my alignment and pulling those things into my life as it would be to get on a call with a client or 
go to the gym or all the other things that we make mean that we think that we've drawn all these conclusions about that. Hey, if I do it this way, then I'm going to get there. If I do it this way, then I'm going to get there. And the thing is, like after nine years of running a business, after 18 years of doing personal development, I have thought that over and over again, that if I just do it this way, I'll finally get this result. If I do it this way, I'll finally get this result. And I have to say, I don't have a lot of evidence for that in yeah. my life. I just don't. Not, not in any way, certainly not in business. However, like when I look at the areas of my life that work really fluidly, kind of like my relationships, generally speaking, like my, my physical well-being, uh, stuff like that. Those are things that I really do with very little effort at all and kind of move in this fluidity. And I just kind of trust that they are where they are at any given time and things work out great. So for me, like 2020 is really about kind of like dropping into that pocket of, again, like what's the energy giving me right now? And if the energy is like Elon also, you know, has this, this stuff with his knee, I've had like some pretty severe um, tendonitis in my left hand. And any of you guys who have a left hand, you know, it's pretty useful to have one, um, <laughs> you know, so it's like when it's when I can't like pick up my son very well right now, um, like just squeezing my fingers together towards my uh, index finger can cause a lot of pain. I mean, like, like fire, like someone's like jabbing a knife in my, in my wrist kind of pain. And this has been going on for almost four and a half, five months now. That's also just uh, been really, really challenging. So just kind of like being mindful, right? Like all this, this pressure that we put on all ourselves. Like we, it's funny because we can see the pressure that we're, when we apply in our physical body that's breaking down. We don't see the emotional pressure. We don't yeah, see the energetic pressure. Uh, we don't see all these different things, but we certainly feel them. And and then maybe for all I know, the energetic and the uh, emotional pressure is the reason why that the, the physicality starts breaking down and actually doesn't have the resource to pick back up because the energy in the body, the chi is not moving fluidly. It gets stuck, it gets stagnant, it gets hard and it starts calcifying. And then like something in the body happens and the body literally doesn't have the resource to take care of that. So it's like, I, I really try to look from a more dynamic point of view today. If something is happening in my life, I don't relegate it to how, okay, that's just an emotional thing or just an energetic thing or just a physical thing. No, it's like, it's, it's everything is everything. If something's going on in your life, chances are it's physical, it's emotional, it's psychological, it's spiritual. It all has this uh, like holistic thing happening. So part of the power is not focusing on any one of those areas specifically but perhaps expanding your view out a little bit wider and looking from all of them. Okay. If your wrist is hurting, okay, well, my wrist is hurting fine. Okay. Well, what does, what does the body do with the left wrist? Well, it receives, right. And that's what they say, like energetically, like uh, you receive with the left, you give with the right. So it's like, it's receiving. So, okay. So something's going on with receiving right now. Okay. Well, what's going on with receiving right now? What are my thoughts around receiving? Oh, I'm not comfortable with that. Okay. Well, I am I not comfortable? Oh, there's a collapse over here. Okay. What am I getting from my soul? What is my soul saying about the fact that I'm not receiving in my life right now, right? And so it's like all these little things, these nuanced things we can start putting together. So if like one area is difficult to look at, like you're really frustrated by the physicality, like Elon's going on, but he starts looking from a spiritual perspective that he's afraid to step into something in his life. He's like, oh yeah, that's true. And then suddenly that becomes the opportunity is to look at that from that point of view. Now, as he starts getting more breakthroughs because he's inquiring and that part of his life is opening up, he might notice that suddenly the healing is like where before there was no healing. Suddenly Elon's like, oh, okay, these last few days, I've finally been feeling healing. It's all interconnected. So I think it's it's easy to get caught up in one area and then have like uh, this experience of pain or frustration, right? Because if I'm just focusing on the temperature yep. or that I'm bedridden, that sucks. Like I'm in a lot of pain, right? But if I'm focusing on like, oh, there's this spiritual healing that's happening and that's helping me get resource over here. I wasn't paying attention to the fact that I was burning myself out over there. 
I could call back that in, call that in, re-energize the body, kind of use that as a springboard for um, just creating a lot more well-being in my life moving forward. Yeah, that's really beautiful. You actually uh, reminded me of that story that I heard a long time ago where uh, someone in a village gets really sick and they go, uh, the dad goes to this, like, you know, the, the eldest person there and he goes, oh my God, the worst thing ever, you know, my son's really, really sick. And he's like, yeah, we'll we'll see, and then no, no, you're you're he yeah, I, I get what you're saying. He he basically um, some some man gives away a horse in the village, and the old man chooses the boy, and everyone in the village is like, oh, he's so lucky, he got the horse. And then like the wise man in the village is like, we'll see. And then yeah. the boy goes out riding the horse one day, and the horse gets scared by a snake, and the boy goes flying off the horse and breaks his leg, and oh, the whole village, what a curse, and. There's a horse. This is the worst thing that could have ever happened to him. The boy's leg. He's going to be crippled. And the wise man again is like, we'll see. And then like a war breaks out, you know, and uh, they come looking for every able-bodied man. And because the boy has a broken leg, he doesn't end up going to war, which saves his life. And oh, what a miracle. Everyone's lucky. And the wise man says, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, it's just yeah. a lot of we'll see. Yeah, exactly. So that's what kind of I'm reminded of. It's like, like right now, it's so easy to focus on the thing right in front of us with our puny little mind. And it's like, all I see is pain. All I see is, you know, for example, for me, it's like, I just watch the mind focus on all the things that I can't do. And if you think about whether it's, you know, in a relationship or your finances or your health, look where the mind goes. It's constantly pointing to you the million and one things that you can't do or why you're stuck, or why you're feeling this, right? It's like all that stuff is just being yelled to you all day long. And so you look through the lens of limitations. And when you look through the lens of limitations, what you actually keep creating in your life are more limitations because you're kind of in that place where I think what we, we've been finding it in all of these other areas in our lives as well. And I'm just, it's interesting that it's now kind of like expanding into our health as well, we've really opened up to everything is happening perfectly for me at the perfect amount of time, et cetera. And there's like nothing that we need to argue with or meddle with or try to control or try to fix. Really what there is to do is just to have that acceptance of all things and kind of stay in that place of like, I know that all of this is happening for my best because that's the only things that I'm ever calling forth are things that are going to be for my highest and best from like a soul level perspective. And if that's what's being called right now, then there's obviously a gift in this too. I think it's our job as humans to search for those gifts in those things, because I've interviewed hundreds of people. I've spoken to tens of thousands of people and there's not a single person that I've ever met that when I've said this have has said that that's not accurate, where it's like your greatest challenges and the things that scared the shit out of you the most or felt like they came out of nowhere. And at the time were the worst thing in the world, given a five year window, a 10 year window, you know, some sort of thing. When you look back at them, everyone kind of says that it was like the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Right. If it wasn't for that, then. None of this and this and this would happen. So it's really easy for us to look back at those things and see how those dots, because we can't connect dots going forward. We can only connect dots going back. 
And if that's your experience and you know that your greatest traumas have also been the things that have kind of led you onto either a new path or a better path or whatever it might be, I'm always coming from the mindset, like when I can remember, right, it's the balancing act of realizing that this too is gold and it's just a matter of honoring and finding the gold in it now. And I think that's a much cooler practice than allowing the autopilot version of looking why this is fucking up your life all the time or like what this is taking away from you. Agreed. Life seems to be just a bunch of pointers of what's in alignment, what's out of alignment. And I honestly think most of the, probably all the pointers are trying to get you into alignment. It's just how much you're going to kick and scream along the way while that's happening, right? Like I got it guys, like none of us want to be sick and none of us want to have physical ailments and none of us want this and none of us want that. But it's like, like that's the reality of life, but you really never know. I don't think most people have enough courage to go with it. Isn't it funny how certain things just find us instead of us finding them? I keep hearing these stories from you guys about how you find our podcast. And I have to tell you, it makes me so happy because at the end of the day, we're all in this journey together. And I believe that we bump into each other at just the perfect moments in life. You know what I mean? Well, if you feel that way and you're looking for a home to find more amazing seekers, just like yourself, you're looking to explore new depths of reality and who you are in this world. You're looking to heal feel self-expressed, empowered, and full of love, passion, and peace, then come check us out at The Collective because you'll laugh, you'll cry, and most of all, you'll grow and expand like never before. You see, Guy and I host two live calls every single month for this amazing community we've called The Collective, and it'll cost you less than a dollar a day. In fact, just $19 per month to be exact. So again, if you love this podcast and are getting massive value just from this, then just imagine for a second what being on a call live with Guy and I every two weeks will do for you in your life. You can come check it out, stay for as little as you want or as long as you like. There are no long-term commitments necessary. Just your commitment to yourself to learn and grow. So if you want to join us at The Collective, just head over to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and start your journey. To go say, say more, what do you mean to go with it? Like with what's happening, you know, they were so conditioned to have an opinion and that there is a way that it's supposed to go. So we just don't go with what's going like we, you know, whatever's here now, we're, we're not conditioned to go with what's what's here right now. We're con- very conditioned to fight and control it and try to make it something else. And, you know, whether it's your well-being, your health, your relationships or um, anything else, like the one thing you probably haven't tried is to just go with it. Like not resist, you know, and, and look, there's some difficult circumstances out there. There's people being abused and there is uh, all sorts of horrific things that I wish were relegated only to movies, but they're not. Yeah. And in every one of those situations, even if you're quote unquote, the victim or being victimized by it, that's how you resist, you know, that you're not, you're not in that flow. You're not looking at why a situation like that continues to happen to you because I promise you, somebody who's a perpetrator and is looking for people to victimize, there's a certain energy to that. Like a dog yeah. sniffs things out. It's kind of the same thing. Like humans have these mechanisms too. A lot of us are just not even conditioned to really like pay attention to the fact that we have them or we notice them, but we wouldn't quite notice the degree that we have it. And it's like, there's an energy to that. There are certain people that are just like, I'm not saying that anybody can be victimized, but like are just much more likely to be victimized because it's like, 
there's a way there's a way to you there's a way to carry your body there's a way that you look there's a way that you smell probably like you know and all those things and it, it just it attracts that kind of circumstance if you were to, to start seeing like okay, well this is what keeps showing up this is the energy that's here right now let me look at all these dynamic levels like how my body feels how my emotions feel how my spirituality feels and it's like can i see that this is trying to provide me with a particular experience to get me back into my alignment and then what is that alignment like what have i been paying attention to what have i been just constantly suffering about or going against or whatever it might be so it's like i i have suddenly found a lot more peace solace well-being carefree joy and just learning that being human is not about trying to get life on a single side of the pendulum. Yeah. And the more that we do that, the more we suffer about it. Because when we're at the side of the pendulum that we want to be on, it's never good enough. And when we're not on that side of the pendulum, we spend all our energy trying to get it back to that side of the pendulum. E either way is causing you pain. Either way, you're not even enjoying it when you are where you want to be, right? Exactly. So it's like, you may find that if you can accept the swings in all the directions that a pendulum can swing, not just left and right, but you know, in a 360 degree, and if you can really get yourself trained to the point where all sensations are valid, all sensations are valuable, all experiences are valuable, all intuition is valuable, every thought you're having is valuable, even the negative ones are valuable. And the part, it's not the part that the negative thought or the negative emotion or the negative experience isn't the problem. It's the moment that you have something judging that it's not supposed to be here yep. is the moment that you start suffering about it. There's very little suffering, if if any at all, when you're just like, yeah, that's unpleasant. I just and had a really it. cool. Yeah, I go for it. A, sorry, I just had a really cool image of like the second that we resist that thing or say like this isn't how it's supposed to be. It's almost like we handcuff ourselves to that place. Exactly, and we're just like stuck there, where there's this like infinite amount of of land and territory that we can be in. But the second you go oh, this isn't supposed to be, that's like when we like lock ourselves into that place and then we wonder why it keeps looking exactly the same. Totally. I mean, like, look, Donald Trump is the uh, emphasis on the planet right now of someone like that, right? Whether you are completely against him or whether you're totally for him, you've handcuffed yourself to him. And yeah. what he's really good at is getting eyeballs, attention and energy. And that's, totally. what his, and that's what his system is all about. It's this like, he's like an energy vortex vacuum suck and he's playing everybody like he's got the whole world playing his game like so whether you think he's an idiot or whether you think he's the smartest man on planet earth it truly doesn't matter he got you he's got you right and he and his his pendulum is winning or the, the that energy system is taking energy from you and that's what the energy system wants you want to start working with it well, you can notice it but you could also be like eh, not really important for me like you hating him is not making him have less power I mean, everyone's trying to do that is no less power than he's had on day one. Right. So it's like little things to notice, you know, and, and I think he's a good metaphor for it, but that goes at the micro to the most biggest scale on planet earth from someone like him to just like little things that are happening in your life that are taking energy from you. And part of the reason why you're not moving towards more well-being is you keep being in an argument with it. And because you keep being in an argument, it keeps taking your energy versus just going with it. And then you'll find your energy is restored. There's more vitality, there's well-being, you're going to start getting all these lessons, right? It's like, everybody knows this, like you're in heartbreak. And when you're like, oh, they left me, why did they do this to me? You keep reaching out to them over and over again. And I've done this too. So I, I'm not saying I haven't done this. 
but it's like as you keep doing that you don't get well you just stay in that swirl but the moment you're like okay cool this happened to me i can get some lessons from this Mm -hmm. like thank you for this person being in my life thank you for the things that i'm learning about myself i noticed i didn't love myself enough while i was in that relationship wasn't taking care of my body wasn't taking care of my finances like right and then you're like all these like big breakthroughs are happening suddenly it's like well-being is off the charts you're a completely different human being that kind of disappears and resolves itself without you having to do much of anything at all and who knows maybe you're friends maybe you're not but suddenly you like arise as this new person from all that like that could be the basis from which you live your entire life from yeah absolutely and and one little thing that um i highly recommend is you know whatever's kind of happening in your life or Maybe there's even things that you're seeing in your dreams or things keep showing up in your life, whether it's certain numbers, whether it's certain ailments, whether it's whatever you kind of like, I just offer to search online for like a spiritual meaning of X. So like spiritual meaning around knee pain or in guys wrist pain, or uh, maybe like I had a squirrel in my house. I'm looking, you know, like what's the, the spiritual meaning of squirrel? Like It's not very fucking often that a squirrel makes it into your house. You know, I was like, okay, what's this all about? Right now. And I I say this wholeheartedly, like take everything with a grain of salt. You know, when you read these things, it's not like this is the truth. What I think it can open you up to is maybe just pausing for a minute and like asking yourself a certain question. So like I said, for example, for, for me, when I look up knee, it's, it's like a fear of moving forward or an inflexibility about moving forward, right? So then I get to just tune in and maybe during meditation or like asking a question before I, I go to bed, it's like, what am I being inflexible about? Or is there something that I'm afraid of moving forward with? You know, things like that. And sometimes you just get these incredible downloads of, of information where you're like, wow, I so did not see that. The body is really interesting because it only can communicate through pain, right? Like it it just, you don't notice your knee until your knee starts hurting. You don't notice your head until your head starts. Like you just don't notice it. It just functions. And then when something is dysfunctional, you're like, oh, that sucks. So maybe it's trying to say something to you for you to pay attention to. Because every other way that it's tried to tell you, you just aren't fucking getting it and you're not listening. Mm -hmm. So, right, like it tried this, it tried that, it sent you this person, it sent you this opportunity, and you still went through it doing the same exact thing that you do to overcome everything else. So it needed to kind of like really make you pay attention. And maybe that's what it is. Now, I'm not saying, you know, people getting sick is that. That's not, you know, my big, bold statement. And I've seen time and time and time again how someone getting really sick, whether it's like cancer or having an incredible accident happen, completely rewrote the course of their lives and and for the most beautiful and positive ways. So I'm not saying one is 100% the the function of the other. And, you know, like my experience, and you just look from yours, it, it tends to be a pretty wow, significant thing when you're looking like, wow, that person became so much more loving after they had a near-death experience or they had a cancer scare or they became so much more health conscious and like really started living life in a very, very different way where it's not like that was the the first thing that happened, right? There was a lot of little other things that happened along the way. They just missed it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with that. It's like, look for the signs. And I think I, uh, whatever it is that Western world calls intuition, I, I rely on so much more today to give me guidance and information. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to call that channeling or talking to spirit or, you know, whatever your experience with it. Mine grows and changes all the time. I'm taking guesses of who the fuck I'm speaking to now. Like, but here, here and there, like, I get these clear voices and they say things to me. And I'm like, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, it's like this really good friend right. who gives you advice suddenly. And here's the thing, like, you are your best good friend. It does take time, I think, because we're all so disillusioned and covered up by so many stories and endless crap that we've created about ourselves that it's like we've, we've learned to distrust truth which I think we could say on a grand scale today, we've learned to distrust truth. If society at whole is like really struggling with truth right now. It's hard to hear. I don't even know if it's true. It's just, it's a very, uh, it's just difficult to know what to trust. I think that's kind of sure. the way the world is. And and I, by the way, I, I will just say, maybe this is like my, um, you know, conspiracy theory. I, I honestly believe that media's job is to get you to the place to question everything. Like what is true? What is not? And like, then you find your truth and that's the truth that makes you feel safe. And that's what you go with. And, but it's like, it's all one big ass diversion from getting you to focus on what is really your personal truth. And I think this is something that guy and I really stand for. It's like the only true thing for you is the answers that you get from within. So the game, in my opinion, gets to be, how do you hone in the skills to actually find your own truth? and not ride someone else's into whatever abyss that it wants to take you. And I think that's maybe an important thing to even discuss here. We could probably do it for quite some time, but um, kind of like in short, maybe that is the point of this time. You know, it's like human beings for the most part, I don't want to say like we lost our way, but it's like we lost our internal compass, you know, at least outside of like indigenous cultures. And we've given our power away to governments, to doctors, to spiritual leaders, to so many things. And at the end of the day, it's like, so everyone's awaiting like, well, what's the truth? Well, if I believe it's this website, then that's the truth. If I listen to this medium, then it's complete bullshit. And it's like, no, none of them are true. Right? Like the only, the only thing that matters is you feeling in and learning to feel into your system in a way where you could actually trust the guidance that like, if somebody tells you something and your system contracts, not a good thing for your system. If your system opens up, you feel alive, vitality, like energy is moving, like that would be a huge indication of something. But again, we've like learned to override this stuff so much that even like you go to a doctor, I mean, uh, how many horror stories are out there about like you have cancer and you know, somebody has cancer and then like get one test, they go to a different doctor and it's like, they don't have it at all or it's treatable through nutrition or, you know, whatever it might be. And it's like, if you actually just listen to your body in the point where the person's like, you need surgery and your body would go like, like, you want to be like, okay, doctor, because you wear a white lab coat and and that's what it is. Like, I want to remind you guys, like even medical science is still a work in progress. There's a reason what a doctor does is called a practice, right? Like medical science changes constantly and all the time. And what was true 10 years ago today, we laugh at, we go, oh, I can't believe that. Yeah. Today it's, there's all these things that are given as like, like sermons, like it's the absolute of the absolute of the absolute truth. And if you say anything or have a different opinion or anything like that, like you're some kind of like crazy person, crack job. It's like, I, I think it's always good to take a balanced approach to looking at everything. And then at the end of the day, whether it's true or not, honestly, there's nobody in this planet that was smart enough to tell you. 
Yeah. But if you have a balanced approach to how you do research, to how you feel into what's going on in your life, that's why I say it's not just physical, it's emotional and it's uh, mental and it's spiritual. Like that to me is balanced, right? So if you look at all those things and then you're like, huh, okay, like which one of these makes me feel the best to look at from a point of view of an opportunity or it makes me feel best? Like at the end of the day, you're still taking a best guess just like everybody else, but you might as well take a best guess that's in alignment with you and what feels true for you versus giving your power completely away to somebody else. I mean, like you tell me what to do. And then your hope is that even if they're dead wrong, at least you have somebody to blame. Oh, why'd you tell me to do that? Well, you gave away your sovereignty. <laughs> you know, you get you gave away the the one thing that really is yours, which is your power and your free will. And we have, I think, way too much of that happening in the world today. So it takes courage, honestly, to yeah. start feeling into your system in such a way where you're like, I take so much responsibility over my system that even when I'm not well and somebody says, hey, you should go do this and that doesn't feel good, I'm not going to go do that thing just because that's what's commonplace to do. And, and like sitting in that to trust that the thing will be revealed to you and the process will continue, the journey will continue and it will show to you why you had to make that choice, even if it was the quote unquote wrong choice to make, but it led you to something to, that led you to a much bigger opportunity in your life, worth it. So humans might be like, I can't believe you did that. That's so stupid. But it's like, but it led you to that, yeah. right? So, and, and I think like that alignment piece and like trusting yourself leads you to quote unquote that way more often than what most people are doing. And, and I'll just finish by saying this, if nothing else, it will lead you to greater and greater listening to your intuition. So instead of like going into justification and going into that whole piece, if you really start to listen more and more and intuitively feel your way into things, even if that first piece or that first step you take into it, might not lead you to where you kind of thought you wanted to go. I will say intuition leads to what you need, not what you want. And that's like some shift that, that gets to happen. It's just the more you say yes to intuition, the more intuition says yes back and starts to feed you more and more information. We're just not, well, I think we come programmed that way as kids. Then we go through life. We lose that system because everything is like, make good choices, Structured. And make good choices. And you have to, you know, weigh things out and you have to logic and linear the whole thing. And it's like all our schooling is, is on that. Right. So then you get to this place in life and it's like, okay, logic and linearity has given me X. What I'm really feeling because the heart never stops. It's just much quieter. You get to this point where it, it starts talking to you and it starts tugging you in this way. And the mind goes, I don't want to go that way because that way is really, really scary. And it's like, yeah, but I really want to kind of go there. And then I almost feel like your soul creates certain things that occur in your life that allow you in an easier way, maybe not so easy sometimes, but like to really start to honor the heart. And if you just start to build that muscle more and more and more, which is something we're big on here at Satori Prime, then you just get to start living a, a very, very different life than most human beings live. And so if you're at this place right now where life is feeling kind of stuck or you might feel overwhelmed or confused or maybe you're just in pain, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, etc., and you just kind of don't know where to go, like there's there's a lack of clarity there, there's a lack of understanding, there's a lack of like what could be the next step. If you want any sort of reflection, right, then look, go to, uh, I'll give you a link. It's, it's real simple. You go to satoriprime.com forward slash talk. 
And there's, we've actually created, in addition to, you could schedule a time with me, which is just 99 bucks if you choose that path. But if that's not something you're quite ready for, we actually have one of our coaches that we hired to be a concierge service. So if you're looking for reflection and you're looking for a plan, like a clear game plan and a map for you to follow to get the healing that you're wanting, et cetera, book one of these free sessions, go to satoriprime.com forward slash talk, book a, a free session, get on the phone, spend 15, 20 minutes and like get support. You don't have to do this thing on your own. You don't have to constantly try to figure out life on your own. Sometimes reflection and someone can give you that little reflection and actually point you back to what it is that your heart's most desiring. And that's it. Like that's, that's it, you know, and then you can choose to take that map and go build whatever life you want, right? Whether we're a part of it or not, it's irrelevant. Yep. Oftentimes people just need permission. Yeah. They already, they already know their truth. They just need somebody to say, it's okay to pursue that, or it's okay to feel that, or it's totally fine to feel sad sometimes. Like, you know, we, like Elon kind of pointed to, we have a, a world that's become extraordinarily structured from the moment you're very young, you go to school, you get good grades, you figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do with the rest of your life as a 17 and 18 year old boy and girl, which is totally ridiculous. Right. And you go into the workplace and da, 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 and it's like life just kind of gets away from you. But part of what that doesn't let us do is to kind of like lean into like really what it is that feels good for ourselves because we feel like working outside that structure is going to cause us pain in our lives. But the reality is we look inside the structure and there's an incredible amount of pain in the structure. And part of that is again, like these muscles that aren't getting worked out anymore. So they're going into atrophy. Exactly. We call we call it intuition, but it's so much, so much greater than that. It is it's it's like an energetic guidance of truth for you. It's a nudging you towards your soul path and journey. And when you become so accustomed to overriding sensation in the body, you can't even hear this part of you speak anymore. So it's like when you want to even just run an experiment for the next week, it's like whatever choices come up for you right now, just feel into them. This feels good. That doesn't feel good. Don't do the thing that doesn't feel good. Try doing the thing that feels good and just keep leaning into the feel good thing. See if something shifts over the next five, six, seven days. Promise you pretty much will. And, you know, that's going to that's gonna make a huge, huge difference for you in the quality of your life. And that's the beginning of starting to bring that piece back online, pulling it out of atrophy, like really working that muscle. And like Elon said, like what we focus on grows. I don't care what area of life, what you want to do. Like you're going to become a more intuitive person and you're suddenly something going to get downloads about you, about life, about people, about health, about this, about that. And there's a freedom in that one because part of you is claiming back power that it's like, you know, what? I don't need all this outside noise constantly to reaffirm reality and truth for me in a way that is perceived and seen by everybody else. And it's like, you know, there are seven and a half or whatever billion people on the planet today that get to live seven and a half billion different paths, truths, and journeys. And I promise you, if everybody was to drop into more of their truth, then the truth is just more readily available on the planet. If anybody dropped into their own truth about their well-being and their love, they're just there would naturally be more of that on the planet. Now, if you can accept more parts of the pendulum of life that we've been talking about here, like right, this like 360 holistic view of accepting all of it, that means you're going to work through things that you judge yourself on. That means that you're going to work on, and, and if you, and anytime you work on what you judge yourself on and there's more peace there, that means that you judge the world less, you judge people less, and there's more, more cohesiveness. So you, it would seem to, it would seem logically if we're just like, well, if everyone's just doing their own fucking thing, like 
Uh, how is that going to work? But it's like, no, it's the exact opposite. It's by you claiming that aspect of you that actually brings the cohesiveness of everybody because that attribute becomes more palpable and, and available on the planet. So it's like the, the most selfless thing you can do is be selfish, but not from an ego place, from a place yeah. of like my alignment, who I am, what's true for me. Take, let, let me take care of myself. Let me take care of my energy. Let me take care of my well-being. Then there's just more well-being on the planet. Then there's just more connection on the planet. Then there's just more health on the planet. And that's that to me is like, you know, we've we've kind of tried to do it the opposite way around where it's like, let's let's everybody think the same way. Let's everyone act the same way. And then we'll all be one. That's not what it means to all be one. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you found this conversation uh, impactful and you can take something and immediately insert it into your life to give you a greater sense of freedom and healing and things like that. And again, if you go to satoriprime.com forward slash talk and you want to actually dive deeper into this and figure out how we can help you on that journey to give you that map, uh, feel free to do that. And uh, until we speak again, have an amazing rest of your week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Love you lots. I really hope you enjoyed that awesome conversation as much as we did delivering it. And as always, thank you for your continued loyal support and your listening. Now, if you haven't already done so, please make sure you go to Facebook right now and request to join our amazing private group. It's called Personal Development Without the Fluff. It is a quickly growing community with amazing souls and amazing support. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, I can absolutely guarantee that you will love that group. Also, as I mentioned earlier, if you head to satoriprime.com forward slash my satori, you can grab that latest 90 minute mind expanding training for free. So go grab a notepad, a drink and buckle up for that one amazing ride. And until next time, have an amazing day, my friend. We look forward to personally connecting with as many of you as possible and seeing how Satori Prime can help you achieve your dreams today.